Welcome to Embrace the Musica, where we're going to dig into the raw, vulnerable, tough, and beautiful pieces of this journey called life. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two lovely tricultural kids. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. Embrace the Musica is going to be a place where we talk about what it's like being married to someone from a completely different culture, living in a place that neither of us grew up in, being a working mom, constantly fighting or accepting cultural norms, and all the things that keep us afloat, which includes a lot of heart and humility. So let's embrace the Musica today. Welcome back, everybody, to Embrace the Musica. I am so excited this week to have a really good friend here. My friend Liz is with us today, and you have no idea just what a blessing this woman is to me and my family. And as I talk about in episode seven, showing up with a smile, Liz and her husband Alfredo, they have played such a huge part in our lives and our community here in Guadalajara. And it's crazy to think that we've known each other now for like 11 years. And I hope that continues for many, many more. So Liz, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today as I know that I've learned so much from you and your example over the last few or really many years that we've been friends. And I know that life hasn't always been easy for you and Alfredo. Yet, you continue to amaze me because you always have a smile on your face and you're always encouraging and helping those around you. So to get started today, thank you so much for your time. I know you don't have a lot of extra time right now with two kids at home and you're very, very pregnant right now, which we're super excited um, about getting to know your little girl who's on the way. So thank you for taking a moment out of your day. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, how you learned to speak English so well, maybe what you studied, what you were doing, whatever you want to tell us about today. Hi, Dom. It's so nice to be here. It's such an honor. I love you, friend. I love your podcast. I am a, such a fan. And all of your guests have been amazing. Like, I hope I can do a good interview, and especially because English is not my native language, and I hope I don't mess it up. Um, thank you so much for such a beautiful introduction. <laughs> I love you, friend. You guys are so amazing um, for us and to our lives. And oh, So I grew up here in Guadalajara. Uh, I've, I've lived here all my life. Um, I wish I was like like you guys that have so much um, multicultural experiences. <laughs> I just have my multicultural experience through, through you guys, and it's amazing. Um, I've always lived here in Guadalajara. I was born and raised here, and um, I, I, I studied here. Oh, I, I learned English at school, basically, because my mom didn't speak any English, and my dad will not that much. And, well, everything was at school. And, yeah. I love that. That must mean you had some good teachers along the way, then. <laughs> Thank you. Um. 
Can you tell us a little bit about your family? I know I mentioned Alfredo in episode seven because he's the one who helped me get this podcast started. But can you tell me a little bit about you and Alfredo, about your boys and what your family life is like? Yeah, um, so Alfredo is my husband. Uh, we've been married for seven years now. And uh, we have two kids, two boys and one girl on the way that it's actually really, really on her way because it's just a, um, some like a week when she's out, so I'm <laughs> about to explode. Um, there's Isaac, he is uh, um, almost six years old, and there's Elias, and he's almost four years old. And now Mila, which is the girl I'm telling you, she's on the way. <laughs> uh, no, we love your family so much. I know that Max and Isaac have had a very like great friendship since the very beginning. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey um, into parenthood, as I know you and Alfredo have faced a few maybe surprises or difficulties along the way. I don't know how much detail you want to go into um, since I know your story, but can you share a little bit about some of the ups and downs you've had? Oh, sure. Of course. Um, um, well, yeah, as you mentioned, Isaac and Max are like true besties. They love each other. They gr they're growing up together. I love that. Um, I love your family. You guys are like family to us. You've been present in every situation we've been going through, good and bad. <laughs> and um, well, yeah, uh, uh, motherhood for me has been such a blessing and also like the the most um, live um, like experiences that have brought like the best of me and the most scary parts. Uh, when I when we were nine months um, uh, after being married for nine months, I found out I was pregnant. So it was really early in our in our marriage. I was 25, and well, I was pregnant with Isaac. Everything went super good in the. Um, during my pregnancy and then all of a sudden I start I stopped feeling the baby like his movements and it was such a critical and, and dramatic way <laughs> the way he came to the world because um, they didn't know if he, um, he was gonna make it um, his heart stopped like he it, it was starting to stop beating it was really scary and and that was like my first um, like glimpse to real life and and troubles that may come with with kids sometimes, and I thought that was like the hardest thing I was gonna live with my kids. Um, God made a miracle there, and one of many he's been doing in our lives. And Isaac is such a healthy boy, and everything went perfect with him. And so we were like, oh wow, that, that was that was scary, but we went th we went through that. And after that, when I was pregnant with Elias, I was like, um, I was like, okay. So the, also my pregnancy went perfect, everything was great. And then at the, uh, I had a C-section with Elias as well. 
And I was like, okay, so everything's going to be fine now because there was no drama when, when he was born. So I was like, okay, so we're done <laughs> with drama and stuff. And like eight weeks later, um, no, four weeks later, after Elias was born, I was uh, uh, during my post-pregnancy quarantine. I think that's very Mexican. I don't think you guys, you guys do that, but we like lock ourselves down at home and <laughs> maybe say <laughs> yeah, maybe not to the extent that doctors encourage it here in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not that Mexican in that area as well. Um, so in that moment, I started to see my baby. He was turning all blue. And I'm like, what's going on? So we run to the ER and, well, that this was, a, a, how do you say it? Convulsion, like a... It was no, a seizure? No, what's... Seizure, yeah, that's the word. I was going to say stroke, but no, it was a seizure. Yeah, so he had his first seizure, and after that, like, the whole journey just started. And I thought I was coming back home with a um, complete healthy baby, and that was not the the case. So um, after that, like, I don't want to make, like, a huge story, but... But after that, he's about to be four, and his life has been threatened um, so many times. We've, we've been in the, at the hospital like 11 times now, and several occasions have been in intensive care, and his life has been like on the well, high-risk uh, level. <laughs> Liz, when you say 11 times, that's like 11 times staying at the hospital, right? Yeah. Nine of them have been like around 20 days in intensive, intensive care, almost a month. And the rest have been like um, in and out, like two times have been in and out for an, uh, a new therapy. They, they, they're trying to, um, well, they're trying on him for his immune system. So yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. And you guys, I must mention that, like you guys have been with us every single time i will never forget you know when you guys brought easters um to isaac my son we were staying at a hotel really nearby the hospital because i was still breastfeeding elia so i just went in and out like every hour so we couldn't stay at home because it was a little far away and you guys that brought uh, Easter's party and Max and Elias could like go egg hunting in the hotel. That was amazing. Like you guys have always been there for Aww. us. Well, Liz, you talk with so much grace about your journey because I know that you've had more ups and really downs than most people will ever have in a lifetime. <laughs> so, um, Thank you for always being so positive about it, too, because I know it hasn't been easy. And I know there have been countless times that we've been praying, you know, for Elias's life, really. And over the last four years, I have just admired so much how you really have dedicated your entire life, like your career, everything right now to taking care of your boys and specifically Elias. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how you decided to give up your career in nutrition for a little, for this season anyways. Yeah, of course, of course, Dom. Um, well, 
Oh, before um, you were saying that I, um, like, I'm very positive about this. Well, there's, like, I'm, I'm also like really scared sometimes. Even when I, I found out I was pregnant with Mila, uh, my baby girl. Um, I was actually at uh, the hospital with Elias, and he was in intensive care, and. And we were like, oh, we were just about to do brain surgery to Elias. And I was like, oh my word, I'm afraid I'm pregnant. Well, it was not like that, but. <laughs> but <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I didn't, but I didn't even know that part, Liz. I didn't know that's when you guys found out. Yeah. Oh my we just, um, we, uh, we, we got Elias to, um, he needed three surgeries, uh, two from his, um, uh, one is like a feeding tube he needs to, um, to his stomach, the other is uh, a brain surgery had, he needed because the seizures wouldn't stop. He was having around 50 seizures a day, so no medication was controlling them, so it was like a very needed surgery and an another for reflux. So. So he was having that, and we were at the hospital, and I was like, I was already like, um, suspecting, yeah, suspecting I was pregnant. So, so we we were at Andares because we went to pick up um, uh, some studies at Puerta Hierro from Elias, and I just went into a, a public bathroom. <laughs> And I did the test, and and I was outside waiting for me, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, we're pregnant." And did he know you were doing yeah, the test? Yeah, at that he, time? we were like, "Okay, so we're going to the hospital, and they do all these um like studies where a pregnant woman can be inside." So, so we were like, "Let's just make sure, right?" And of course, we 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 were like, "No, nah, it's not gonna be positive," but it was. <laughs> and then. And um, so I come out of the bathroom like crying, and I was I was sitting outside of the bathroom. People were like passing, and and, and we were crying, hugging. And I was like holding the 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 test in my hand. That was like and then it, we, we laugh a lot. Like that was such an intimate moment in a in a public restroom, and people go, yeah, we were laughing, we were laughing. So yeah. So, um, but I think I, I just want to say I think that speaks to just your positive attitude, though, like the fact that you can laugh about that and you know have that spirit. And then another thing we didn't talk about is that so you found out you're pregnant, and then you've been pregnant in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is like just one more thing. <laughs> Let's talk about drama. Oh yeah, that's what that was also one of the things that they were like super hurrying on doing the surgeries because it was like all starting like the pandemic thing. <laughs> so, uh, well, so what I wanted to um, uh, say with all this is that I've been scared as well. Like when I found out, I was like, God, it's been so much drama and so much like every every son like Isaac and Elias I haven't like experienced this okay so you have a perfect pregnancy and you have a completely healthy boy uh, at home uh, we also have like one surgery we had to do with Isaac my firstborn uh, because he was born with um I don't know how you call it like his lip was 
um, up. Uh, like it wasn't a cleft palate, but it was similar. His lip, yeah, and it was, and it was a surprise as well. So, so I was like, oh lord! So I'm so excited for this pregnancy. We, we really. Um, we wanted this because we knew it was going to be good for family, like the four of us. Isaac needs a brother or a sister to play with, even fight with. Because <laughs> with Elias, there is not, not much interaction, even though Isaac loves and adores his little brother. And we were like, and yeah, we, we need this. So, so we were so happy, but I've been also like... I, I, I've been dealing with, not anymore, but at the first uh, months of pregnancy, I would even wake up like super scared in the middle of the night, just praying like, God, please <laughs> make this baby um, healthy and and let this be our, our like, um, well, I, I call it unguento in Spanish, like our, like to our hearts, like um, it's gonna be good for us, so. I, I kept like praying and, and asking God for like make my faith go higher so so I can just enjoy this baby and receive that you can give us um, a completely healthy baby and a miracle. Also doctors have been um, super super careful with every study and extra studies and stuff and everything's been great so so I'm really excited. Yeah, <laughs> no we are too and I can't believe you're just a week away. <laughs> I know. And, and, sorry. And to answer your question about my 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 job, um, growing up, well, I'm, I'm a nutritionist by profession. I don't know if that's well said. Um, I'm a nutritionist. I uh, have a master's degree in clinical nutrition. So even that has been such a good help for my journey with Elias, like it has made things so much easier. And and my practice is like, before I had to stop working, I was very focused on, um, it's called Nutrición Materno Infantil, which is like um, nutrition with women that want to get married, um, not married, pregnant. <laughs> women that want to get pregnant and throughout their pregnancy and also like breastfeeding is um, one of my passions help women breastfeed and like post post um, pregnancy postpartum yeah um, nutrition so um, I was I had my clinic for nine years but then when Elias's journey started, we were like looking all over the world where, where we could help him. And we found this, um, we found this clinic in Philadelphia. So when it's really hard to get in to that clinic, um, they only accept two families per country. So in like the whole country in New Mexico, we were, we were, um, miraculously accepted as one of the two families that could get into the program and one of the like it's it's a really heavy program like of a lot of therapies and time and um so um when when we were getting accepted they were saying okay so one of the parents must be the one that provides and the other one must be completely focus on the kid and and like on the therapy work and 
and they were like and they and they looked at me and they said do you do you have have a job or do you work and I and I and I didn't want to get rejected so I said no and and I didn't lie because in that exact moment I stopped um, working and once we got out um, we, we went back to Mexico. I had to cancel all, all my, my patients. I had to close my, my, my business. And, and this, was, this was an easy decision because it was my son's life. But of course, it's, it hurts. And, and, and I even want to cry right now. <laughs> I, miss my, <laughs> I miss my practice. I miss my patients. And, but I have faith that... Um, I'll be able to go back to that, and 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 um, every once and then I I get to help women with their um, breastfeeding uh, journey, so that that helps me a lot, <laughs> and also of course we were worried about um, the money, you know, like because I I well I was also providing, but um, God has been so so faithful and. And well, as I had to leave my job, Alfredo's job went much better. So, so yeah. <laughs> I know you guys really are a testimony of just having so much faith and trusting and really persevering through all these times. And I can imagine that it does feel really hard at times, but I also know and I believe that this is all just shaping into part of your story. And even just talking about this on the podcast, like I, I almost want to cry because I feel like you have no idea how impactful your story and your testimony and your faith really is, Liz. So thank you for sharing. Um, with everything you have going on, I, I wanted to ask you, how do you find time for yourself or do you? Because <laughs> I know during the pandemic, you have had to be super, super strict um, in quarantine because you're pregnant, because of Elias, and just making sure you guys stay safe right now. Um, how do you find like a balance with all the different things you're doing? Oh, I love your question. How do you find that for yourself, Dom? Because I know. <laughs> it's a loaded question. I don't know if anybody has time for themselves right now. <laughs> I don't think any mom has time for themselves with the kids 24-7 at home. But I actually, actually, um, yeah, actually just yesterday I posted a story. I don't know if you, if you see it, saw it and on Instagram about that I just escaped from my kids and also Alfredo. <laughs> I escaped from them and went to the uh, terraza and, and I got a, a, a drink and I was just sitting there and I posted like, I'm hiding from my kids. And like, I, I said it was just like for five minutes and then two minutes after that, Alfredo just sat there and started talking like so profound about stuff and I was like, oh, that was five minutes. <laughs> So yeah, um, it's been a, a little bit hard um, myself right now, <laughs> but but I appreciate like having my family all together here. We this is something we've never <laughs> experienced before. Um, so yeah, maybe when kids are down, they're sleeping, and I just get to well, not myself, but also like Alfredo and myself. 
Yeah, which is also super important to find that time to enjoy each other because there's a lot of additional stress right now for sure. Um, we also, I wanted to talk about, so jokingly with all of our friends, we call you and another friend the party monsters um, because you really are the queen of throwing parties and bringing life and joy to so many people. How do you keep going when your days have been so hard and so long? Like, what is your secret to having so much joy and throwing all of these fun parties for us for years and years? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too sweet. Um, well, I love the, the nickname, actually. <laughs> Lauren and I, like, we found ourselves and, and we love um, talking about parties and new stuff we found. And <laughs> um, well, it was, I think it's my mom's fault because she was like that. Like, I would always find her, like, going out with her friends or, or inviting people over. My parents were like that. So I, I just kind of grew up with this. And I love it. We and and, uh, and then and then I married someone who's like that. Like Alfredo loves to host and entertain. So we we both love it so much. I I guess if Alfredo wasn't like so into that, it wouldn't be as easy. But he helps a lot with that. <laughs> and I just love it. I love my friends. I I love uh, old friends, and also I love new friends. So. So that brings so much joy to my life. Like I wouldn't imagine life with without uh, my friends, my girlfriends in it. Like you guys have um, are such a part of our story, and I wouldn't imagine like God really uses you guys. So you guys bring me joy. You are the ones that bring me joy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's mutual, um, and I haven't seen it in person yet, but I'm so excited for the day when we'll finally be able to go see that new terrassa or that new patio that you guys have. It looks so nice. One of the things you mentioned just now, and you we haven't really talked about it, is that beyond all the ups and downs with parenting, um, you went through one of the hardest things that any of us will ever go through when you lost your mom and so young. Um, when you just had Isaac, do you want to talk a little bit about that? No, sure. Yeah, of course. I love talking about my mom. Um, as I said, she was like, like the the real party monster. Like she was always, um, she had like this great smile and such a good sense of humor. And I really, she was my best friend. <laughs> I think she still is. Um, and she was. Well, she was a perfectly healthy woman. Like, um, she never lived like a sick uh, a life with sickness or or whatever. Uh, like, todo lo contrario. And and all of a sudden, when I was pregnant with Isaac, so that's where the drama started. <laughs> Angela and Justin, like, they they we would see each other every every week and they were like so where's the novella going because every day there was like something new and um, those guys are amazing and yeah they felt so much so um before Isaac was born no three weeks after my son was born my, my mother got sick and it was so all of a sudden and she um she started like losing her her, um, well, her mind, 
uh, and and we took her to the to the ER as well and and well they found out that she had like a big tumor in her brain and it was already like there was no no cure for that so they were they said that it was going to be about 20 weeks um, for her to part and and we were we just couldn't believe it because it was so 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 like hours before that we talked on the phone and everything was well and we went out for um, lunch and then uh, hours after that my my dad just called me like come and your mom's acting really weird something's going on and and well that's where the journey started actually the night before that we were having a grill at home with my in-laws and we were playing dominoes so you can imagine how um so all of a sudden this was and and it was really scary uh, yeah oh no i was just gonna say and what i remember too is right after isaac was born you got you went and stayed with your mom and dad right so she she had like those first 15 days with Isaac and you, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so You're special. Totally right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so special. Um we well, as I said, Mexican girls <laughs> we're different when when babies born <laughs> because we we moved in with my parents for 15 days, you know, so she could take care of us and uh and um, so it was really good because she could like be with us. And I, I started seeing her really tired. And I was like, okay, Alfred, it's time for us to leave <laughs> because my mom looks really tired. But it was really like the tumor that was like um, there now. Um, and I- but what a blessing like to have that time with her. And yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's just one more thing, Liz. Like you've been through so much. <laughs> Um, I'm just thinking for anybody who's listening, who has maybe gone or who is going through a hard experience, whether it's losing somebody, whether it's, you know, parenting or a relationship or whatever it is, what kind of advice do you, um, could you give us all? Because throughout all of this, you've maintained such a joy and like peace within. And I know there've been times that have been hard and scary, but what kind of advice could you give to somebody who's going through something hard? Um, well, there was, this was so unexpected. And I think sometimes we take life for granted and, and people for granted. You know, even our parents, like we assume they're going to be there <laughs> all the time. Or we think, oh, well, yeah, maybe they'll part when they're, they're old. And, but sometimes life is, is not what we expect. And... Um, my mom was really young when she passed away. She was 52 years old. So as I grow older, I'm like, oh, wow, she was really young. And I don't think this was, um, well, of course this wasn't her plan. She was like, oh, I'm going to enjoy my grandsons. I'm going to travel and and do a lot of things after we retire and, and everything. And that just didn't happen. So... So I think like sometimes we take up for granted what we have and and something that my mom always used to say to me that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I think that's that's been our like our family um I don't know how you say it, like in or, or 
yeah yeah the, the joy of the lord like if you're if i i try to maintain my heart planted on god and planted on on his joy because if i put my joy and my expectations on humans or myself or something that's so that can vanish in any in any second then my joy can vanish in any second but but god um he's always there even when 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 that things go go wrong and as not as we expected um he is always keeping us with with his joy and sometimes joy is not always like being laughing and and in a party but sometimes joy comes with peace and joy comes with a like this hope and well if someone's going through like a loss or or like any kind of duelo kind of mourning because with our kids we've been through mourning like elias we went through a a, a, a process of mourning of, of like say, saying goodbye to the idea of like the son we thought we were gonna have oh i'm sorry <laughs> and and like embracing the kid we have now, like having a special needs kid. Um, I think even that there you can have the joy of the Lord, like um, like you can have, um, or even losing someone you, you love, even losing your, one of your parents. Um, you can find the joy of the Lord like in a way of hope and knowing that there's um, something else after uh, this life and they're much better than even ourselves right now <laughs> i don't know if i'm making any sense yeah no you absolutely are oh like and i have tears in my eyes now too oh. <laughs> oh. i'm sorry no it's good liz like that's i just love your heart so much and every time i talk to you i just feel like i'm encouraged and you put things in perspective um just thinking about your story and about where you're at right now, one of the things I forgot to ask you about is that idea of the joy of the Lord being your strength and then seeing that play out in your gifts. Um, anybody who knows you or who has maybe seen you recently on YouTube with all the, with all the songs and everything, um, you have such a gift with, with your voice. Can you... I've n I don't think I've ever asked you, when did you start singing? Or like, how did that start? Because I know music is such a huge part of your life. <laughs> when you said you were going to ask me, I thought you were going to ask me to sing right now. Well, I mean. Yeah, but um, I started when I was um, a teenager, actually. And, and yeah, well, um, a teenager at the, at the church, um, teens band <laughs> that was funny because i also used to play violin so i was i would play violin and sing that was like weird but so and cool then, <laughs> <laughs> and then after that like ever since i've been like in the worship band at church and the, actually um that's where alfredo and i met and uh, but that's another story and also at school um i was at tech uh high school which uh, if Angela uh, is listening, she'll make so much fun of me because she says, I'm so proud of my tech high school. 
And in, in there, well, I was at like this whole um, ensemble thing and all of these shows and stuff. So it was really, really cool. That's why I was at Mariachi Girl as well. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. Cool. Sorry. I'm going to have to find like photos or videos. I'll, I can definitely put the link to the video to like the YouTube channel that you and Alfredo have been adding to for church and stuff. Um, Oh, yeah, because that music has been such a blessing, and I know the listeners will enjoy that, too. I won't make you sing you. right now. <laughs> Thank you. As much that. as I love your voice. Um, but to kind of wrap this up and to end like on a positive note, I just want you to know we are so excited to meet Mila. We truly consider you guys as family, and I feel like Isaac and Elias are our nephews. Um, and I know that you've always dreamt of having a daughter. So what are you most excited about for having a little girl? I think everything makes me so excited. Uh, like having like a different, um, well, I, I, know, I only know boys' world. And a girls' world, I like, I'm just learning like people, um, some friends gave me some tiaras and some uh, bows and, and some skirts. And I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. It's so much fun having this beautiful like baby clothes and so much ac accessories. I think she'll be more um, fashion and hip than I will. But <laughs> um, well, I'm excited about everything. Oh, I, I told my friend that you say I'm a party monster. I think I am. Because I was like, yes, now we get to to plan a wedding. And <laughs> because I was always like thinking, oh, it's just boys, so I, I will have to be like the the mother of the groom. So I don't have as much to say. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, well, I think this is Mexican too. But well, I was like, hey, Alfredo, so we're planning a wedding. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, oh. uh, everything makes me so excited. Uh, I love you so much, Liz, and I love that spirit. Um, that's so funny. I feel like Walter does not have that sentiment <laughs> about having a girl. He's very protective. He's like, oh, no, like she'll never date. She'll never whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's just so fun, like, watching our kids grow up together and having you guys in our lives. Thank you so much for being brave and for doing the podcast in English. It was wonderful. And I know that your heart and your message are going to encourage so many people, just like it's encouraged me. I don't know if there's anything else you want to share before we finish up today. Oh, I just want to say thank you, Dom. I think you're really amazing. And, and after doing everything you do and you know how much i admire you girl <laughs> That's I, mutual. I, love, I love you so much you guys are family and i just want to like say a big big thanks and and a big big um reconocimiento of how much i admire you of how much i i think you're an amazing woman and you work so much, you're such a good wife, such a good mom, and <laughs> every aspect is such done with such excellence, just like this podcast. And, and so, uh, it was such an honor to be invited. So thank you so, so much. Thank you so much, friend. I can't wait to share this with everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode, and if you were encouraged by the message, I would love to hear from you please subscribe, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, 
take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag me so that we can keep growing together. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la música.